Hey everybody, welcome to Profession Confession. I'm your host Gabe Noah, and with me as always is Carmelicious. Hello people, how are we doing? This week's episode, um, actually you know what, even before I do this week's episode, go back, if you skipped last week's episode, and listen to that one. That thing took so much editing and so much work, I want as many people to listen to it as possible. This week's episode is also great. This week's episode is a minimum security prison guard who also did federal witness protection program stuff. So it's a very interesting episode. Um, We're also going to do a high security um, prison guard thing. Obviously, if you listen to our show, you know that uh, we love prison stuff in general because it's hell on earth. So it was very interesting to get um, the guard's perspective. I would say that he is one of the good guards. Um, when we asked what his like biggest issue is in the prisons, he said other guards. So it's really funny because it's minimum security. So it's not exactly if you're turned off by the uh, brutal uh, prison rapes and knocking people out and then sucking their dicks and all that kind of stuff. This is is a step down, but every bit as um, amusing. Uh, it's it's all at a minimum level. So um, the other thing is with the Federal Witness Protection Program, that stuff is awesome. Um, he he uh, knows Sammy the Bull Gravano, so we talked about that a little bit. I mean, it's, it's really cool shit. I should say there's a little bit of popping at the end of this episode. Um, an audio issue. This is from before we had the uh, had our new sound guy tour, who has rescued us, and uh, and it's not awful. I don't know. You just make make your own determination. Some people didn't bother him. A couple of them it did. So, but that doesn't start till way way late in the episode. So, um, enjoy the episode. Keep on sharing. Keep on rating and subscribing. It makes such a big difference for us. So, thank you. Um, and uh, our guests love it when you make comments about what you thought of them on the show on our social media. So check that out. Tevin, Carmelicious, what what am I missing? Uh, no, I mean, other than just the stuff about the episode, we have our shirts now that are launched. You yeah. go to our website, uh, professionconfession.com. Click on the merchandise tab. We have the pink uh, T-shirts and the pink hoodies that are up there. They're not pink T-shirts or pink hoodies. Well, the pink logo. Pink logo, right. yeah. Just just making right. clear they, for people. So those are up there. Get those. While you can, we have a limited print of those, and then we'll print our next color and come up with some more stuff. We're looking at uh, doing, I think we should do Christmas ornaments and a Christmas <laughs> card to send to people, but we'll we'll sort all that out. But we got stuff coming, and we got more stuff Nudie up on our pens. Patreon. Our Patreon page as well is up. Make sure you go there, donate to the show. If you don't want to buy a T-shirt, you can get them for free. Just mailed out all of our Patreon T-shirts today as well. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, those are in the mail. They should be there next week. But, uh, yeah, just keep up the support. Yeah, listen to uh, – just check out our social media. We're, we're, we're really getting a lot more active with it, and uh, we're finally starting. Our studio is almost done. If you want to record a podcast, come uh, check us out there. Uh, we got pictures and all that kind of shit. Come see us, damn it. Live show coming up. Yeah. Announcement next week. Yep, yeah. Live show at the end of December. We're going to do a, do it here in the studio, get a bunch of comedians, have a bunch of fun, yeah. food, drinks, the whole nine. Ooh, and I was in Fargo this weekend. Front Street Tap Room. Hell yeah, Front Street Tap Rooms. Super fun room. 
Like next time I go back, I will I'll film there. Um, but it was like uh, thank you to the listeners who showed up. Many listeners came. I was really happy uh, um, to see you guys. It's really fun and makes this a lot more fun. I love talking about the show with people. So thank you. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, where do you eat after you're done having sex? I know for me, it's Denny's Family Restaurant. We're known for the Grand Slam, but now we want to be known for the home run because you just had sex and you need to replenish all those proteins and fluids that you just lost doing the wild thing. Come on down and wink at our server and she'll know. You just sealed the deal and now you're ready to eat your meal. Oh, Denny's, you've done it again. Oh, 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 Denny's. Hey guys, this is Gabe, and uh, I'd like to introduce our first sponsor, Brady Mason. He's a realtor. Have you ever even tried to buy a house before? It's impossible. Even if you do get, uh, you know, approved or if you're cool enough to get a mortgage or whatever, then you have to go through and hear all this jargon from these other realtors, like a buyer, seller, mortgage. Like, what? What, am I a doctor? <laughs> Listen, I'm just trying to buy a house, guy. And that's why I'm looking for Brady Mason. If you've never bought a house before, call him. Because guess what? Brady's never sold a house before. He doesn't even have his license, but he should by the time you call him. Brady Mason. Once again, that's... Brady Mason at Edina Realty. His phone number is 612-709-4333 or bradymason.edinarealty.com. Check him out. Do you know where this road leads? Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. security mainly for the most part yeah is that minimum security i guess is that what you say yeah you know you always hear minimum uh minimum security and then high security you never hear medium security prison there's a couple that exist out there yeah really yep i didn't know that so what kind of inmates come to a low security prison Uh, the majority of them are guys that are uh, a lot of them are finishing out their time um Okay. In the, so, like, you do get hardened guys. Sometimes they're just, yep. yeah, tamed. Yeah. A lot of times with the prison system, it goes by a point system. And the lower your point system goes, the lower your security level is. So then they, they can send to the, the nicer prisons. Okay. Um, is it a, is, how do you is get, there, how do you get points? Like, what would you say a point system? What is like clear, good behavior? You yeah. get a gold star for today? <laughs> they have to go you a did certain, not rape someone. Yeah. <laughs> One star. <laughs> They have to go a certain amount of time uh, without getting in trouble. Oh, okay. And then uh, every year their they'll, their points will drop. Oh, okay. Remember we heard about the booty bandit in yeah. episode... Uh, <laughs> yeah, with, was that our crack dealer? Yeah, well, yeah, it was a crack or dealer crack and the pimp. Yeah. yeah, he did both. And uh, they had a deaf 
and mute. No, it was a deaf guy who got raped or something yeah, it was like, like that. A deaf mute. So he couldn't uh, communicate, and he just pointed to his booty after he got. So the the worst thing is this guy's like Cal. He's this guy's been in the system, fucking in and out his whole life. So he's just desensitized completely. Yeah. And he had a story about the guy getting raped, and he's trying to tell us like it's a funny thing you know and we're just horrified <laughs> but he said uh, and he runs down to the CEO's desk and he starts pointing at his booty going like mm, 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 and then points up at a guy at the balcony he was like smiling he goes ah that's a booty bandit so yeah that's uh, yeah. did he go to your prison no no damn it. <laughs> I really thought that was going somewhere um, so is that more desirable would you say to be a prison guard at a low security prison Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a lot less stress. Okay. Um, you still have to be on your toes, but right. there's not as many fights. Um, not a, is as there many. gang activity oh, in yeah. the same way? Yeah. Oh, Every, there is? Oh, yeah. The gangs, they all kind of kind of work together in, in some sort uh, to, to keep the peace because they know if they, they start something, then everybody's in trouble and they don't get to do their business. Huh. So. How long um, have you done it over the years? I know you've had multiple jobs. We can't say which ones, but yeah, like um, overall, like is it 10 years or more? Um, yeah, a little over 10. Okay. So just I'll try to focus on the, the minimum security to start with. So what ba- gangs, prison gangs, have you dealt with most prominently? Uh, the Paisas, the Serenos, um, Mexican Bandits. Mafia. We had a Serenos, uh, yep, episode as well. Big ups to the Serranos out there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so Pisces, never heard of that one. Uh, Pisces, I, I, I think you mean Pisces. Pisces. Yeah, they're just Pisces saying, <laughs> they just meet you and they go, I'm a Pisces. And you go, ah, another fucking gang member. You're all the same, smashes face against the glass. Um, Pisces, what are they? Never heard of them. They're just, um, I, I believe they're out of... Blacks? No. Whites? No, Latinos. <laughs> Latinos, huh? Yeah. Seems like Latinos really are fucking dominant in the prison system. Yeah. They're, uh, yeah, it's, there's a, the majority of the population I'd say is Latinos really? and African Americans. Who would you, blacks? Yeah. Uh, would you, <laughs> wrongly convicted, I might. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, um, is there a gang that you have worked with? Like, is there a type that's worse in your mind? Like one where you go like, ah, these fucking guys. MS-13. Really? Oh, yeah. That's legit. They're they're bad dudes. Really? Mm-hmm. What, how is that as a prison guard? Like, do you feel like, I don't know, like they are completely against you at all times? Like, uh, I mean. The, the ones that I've dealt with, uh, a lot of them, you know, it, all inmates kind of deal with respect. You show them respect, they'll show you respect. And, and I mean, they're, they're basically like growing up kids. Yeah. They know if they screw up and you catch them, you're going to come down on them. Okay. But as long as you show them respect, they're they're generally fine with it. Um, How do you respect a member of the dreaded MS-13? Just, I mean... No, I get it. Wait, yeah, it's more just like not going it's out like, of your way to be a dick right. to them. Yeah. 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 yeah, and like some of you know, I've seen a lot of fellow officers you know just go out of the way to be assholes and for no purpose yeah and to me you're just you're stirring it up for no reason yeah what is your so how did i guess what is your style as a prison guard and how did you develop it 
I just try to keep it low key as much as possible. I mean, I can talk to an inmate and we'll sit there and, you know, talk about sports or or whatever and shoot the breeze for hours. And it's, you know, back and forth. Uh But at the end of the day, they know what their role is in the whole scheme of things and they know what my role is. And as long as nobody crosses lines, we're we're fine. Would you consider yourself, um, I mean, is that your general personality? In you know, in general, would you say? Mm-hmm. I mean, you started that way and just kind of like it worked. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, um, I was always I wasn't the biggest of kids, so yeah, I grew up where you know I hated bullies, couldn't stand them, and I would go out of my way to get in a fight with a bully just you know really? for the fact of standing up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course that led to military career, and which a lot of a lot of uh, CEOs. Our prior military. Sure. That's kind of makes sense. We're kind of geared towards this type of stuff. But then, I don't know, it seems like the longer you're in the prison system, the more jaded and cold you get. Yeah. You know, as far as being, even being sympathetic, you know, if an inmate gets a, gets a notice that a family member died, you know, cut him some slack that day or for a few days, you know. Yeah. And I've seen guys are just complete dicks to him. Really? And to me, that's, there's no need for it. Is that hard to hang on to your humanity to some degree through this? Like, I mean, is there a time that you found yourself being, I don't know, really awful that you felt bad? Towards, uh, there's been a few chomos where I've wanted to run them over with my car. <laughs> and by the way, chomo is a child molester. I casually dropped that because from our, yeah, we from our, what episode do we go over? I don't know. I say chomo all the time. I used to do prison research. I truly am very interested in this stuff. So I used to research it and I'd learn the terms and all that. What? What yeah, episode was it? Though, I think right? that was that might have been our bank robber episode. Yeah, it might have been. But yeah, yes, it was. Because you asked him about a tent party. And- yep. Yeah. Do you know a tent party? Hmm. Oh, that's when they. Uh, <laughs> that's when party. they turn the bunk sideways or whatever and get them in front of the glass so, like they can't see it. But they'll uh, pull like blankets over them and they ass rape the guy and they say, "Oh, we're gonna have a fucking tent party on this motherfucker. You should do it, <laughs> or we'll throw one. I don't know. <laughs> that's a different episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, what? So I, I, I guess when you did it at first, do you remember your first day going mm-hmm. in? I, I mean, how, like, what's the training like to start with, I guess? <laughs> it's uh, not as good as it should be. Um, it's basically trial by fire in a lot of situations. They just... So you can put in a, put in an application and then just start, like, you're a prison security Right. And do you take like the written test where there's like you're sitting down in a classroom and they ask you like, have you been in a fight and all of that stuff? When I when I first started, they didn't have that. Now they do. Okay. So and apparently that's been getting a lot of guys haven't been making a pass that because, yeah. you know, they're they're answering those questions wrong. And, you know, and they, they've even told us if we if they made us take it, a lot of us wouldn't pass it either. What's an example of those questions or I, I I haven't seen them. No um, idea. Okay. It's just some off the wall kind of questions where, you know. Right. Know, Do you right. think it's okay to look the other way while there's a rape occurring? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see a couple of situations. No. Uh, well, oh, oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was gonna say like, if a chomo gets his ass beat, yeah. you know, yeah, we'll take care of him. We'll we'll do what we have to 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 make sure, you know, the peace is kept. But I'm not losing any sleep over it. Yeah. No, it's a. That's the worst thing to be in this world, right? I mean, they there's are nothing worse. The bottom of the no. food chain, right? Of every food chain. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> that's what some days I have a really bad day. And I go, well, at least I'm not a child molester. That's, that's true. In the chow hall? A convicted like, child. <laughs> what, what, does it make a difference if you're an unconvicted child Oh, yeah. Molester? I think to them. Well, <laughs> no, but I'm saying to you. Where, like, you're, I don't. At yeah. least I'm not. You know, Tevin, I've never even given that thought because I'm not one. I'm a furniture man, damn it. Um. But yeah, I'm sorry, I can't remember. The no, it, like in the chow hall um, in the winter, <laughs> all the chomos are made to sit by the door because when, of course, when you open the door, cold breeze comes in, and everybody else gets to sit towards the in, the interior of the the chow hall, just because they're chomos and that's what they. Yeah. Do they? Um, what is the most blatant disrespect you've seen a chomo get besides like violence and stuff? Do you ever see them just like they walk down the hall and people yell, "Hey, you fucking molest any children today, you dork?" Yeah, there's guys that all you know do the the <laughs> tough guy you know shoulder bump. Um, I've seen them get spit on, and they don't dare say anything back. Do you ever feel bad for them? No, nope. like for the child molester, never ever. No, I I I, I think it's a personal weakness that I might. I was say I feel like I might just as on a human level, like regardless of what you're in there for, even like though I would, they deserve, yeah, yeah they, I mean, you deserve all of the stuff you're getting, but it's yeah, it's I would feel I think just a little bit. Better. You ever see anyone who's not a chomo stand up for a chomo? Like, oh, no, hey man, leave him alone. <laughs> no, he's my friend. No, it's uh, no, those guys are they're in their own little island, pretty yeah. much. I mean they they hang together. They they chomo island. Yeah, yeah. Um, the chapel is like their sanctuary because. Nobody messes with them in the chapel, so... Oh, I thought it's because they raped them with the priests. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, has there ever been, like, a... Buff, that like a better a line than I got attention for. Like, a anyway. big chomo that... A tough like, chomo. Yeah, like a, the rock-type guy, where he's just big and built, and he can beat anybody up. There's a couple... Factoid, um, the rock is a chomo. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. No. There's a couple of them. Uh, and, you know, one recently I ran into, and, and he's a big guy. And he's prior military. He got, you know, got busted while he was in the military for being a chomo. And um, he still thinks he's a badass. And, but he'll be a badass to the other chomos, but he won't be a badass to, like, you know, say a Sereno or a Paisa. He's the or, toughest chomo. Right. <laughs> that's that's his name to fame, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, Chomo. Well, welcome to Chomo Island. I right. pretty much run he's shit the, around he's here. He's the mayor. <laughs> what? God damn. Do you have this is the greatest conversation of my life already? Um, <laughs> just the chomo <laughs> stuff alone. Do they like? So we've heard about child molester gangs that they're like they get band together and there's like these online they get in these chat rooms or whatever, and then they have um, access to the internet. Still? Oh yeah. Well, no, not while they're in prison. Okay. Before you know beforehand, and you know if read their their records and stuff like that um you know and this is just kind of the sick stuff that they do they'll encourage each other online you know and and basically give narrative as they're doing what they're doing with the you know with the child and they get they got these other guys online encouraging them you know or telling them hey do this do this do this these guys i got no sympathy for right right holy shit and there's one if i if i seen him out in the world right now i'd probably hit him with my car Really? He's that bad. He doesn't deserve to to walk. Like um, because of quantity of children or what? Or someone? His basic hurt? demeanor. First of all, he hates women. Women okay. are way beneath him. Okay. Um, second, he thinks it's his right to to molest his children if they're his children, or even are he, you f- oh, fucking? And he okay. told us flat out, "It's my right." And really? We still had to release this guy. 
We, what? Wow. Yeah, we notified his PO. We notified um, the jurisdiction he was going to, everything. It's like you want to go knock on doors around his house. Right. Almost. Right. And he still got released. And he violated, got sent back. Ugh. Um, Basically, he was hanging out in some, some college campus. And they were doing uh, like a high school tour that, that day, you know, high school yeah. kids looking at, at colleges. And he approached uh, a young male in the, the restroom. And That's made, my worst nightmare. That, yeah. And just, so when that happens where you guys warn 40. everybody, you do everything on your end to make sure that you cross all your T's, dot your I's, and this guy shouldn't be getting released, then he offends. Does that make you lose faith in the system at all? Mm-hmm. It's it's so broken. What the, the sad fact is, nobody really cares, you know, because right. there's so many in the system, and it, it's just like a revolving door. You just keep pushing them through, keep pushing them through, and like the really bad ones, like this guy, they pushed him through so many, you know, and he's been through multiple states. He's he's uh, pulled weapons on law enforcement. He's asked his kids to grab weapons for him, for to go up against law enforcement. And these are the same children that he's molested. And he's just, he's the epitome of evil. I've never seen anybody that that bad. You want to give a shout out? <laughs> <laughs> Let's put a mark on his back. Right? Yeah. Um, what, fucking, like, like really, um, is that the most upset you've seen seeing someone leave prison? Or like, you know, what are other examples that you've seen? Like, are there like how often do you see someone leave where you go like no not this guy like he's gonna be back this is a horrible decision we have a you know there's a lot of guys that get released and you know we'll start placing bets on how long it'll take for say. for him to come back you really do that yeah that's awesome that's and, actually awesome. We, that's horrible but awesome because you see the type of attitude they have you know they're supposed to come to prison to yeah to change their behavior and most of them don't so they'll go back out and you know they're still on probation when they get back out and as soon as they violate they get sent right back. And finish out their sentence. So, what are, are there any standouts to you as far as like Jesus, that guy's back quick or whatever? I don't know. Any probably that that chomo that yeah. I was talking about. God, he's like, just a walking hard on for he's know, a, children. Yeah. Do they do, when they get released from prison? Do any of them do like the the dance on the way out the door and like talk shit to you guys? Or That's is a just, great question. Do they yeah. just kind of just walk out? I've never, for the most part, they just walk out. Okay. Um, a lot of them will get picked up by family. Some we have to uh, transform to the bus station or wherever they need to go. And then they, we always arrange, you know, for their transportation. Do but, you escort them out ever? Like like you? No, I no? never have. No. Okay. I wasn't sure if that's a job yeah. that's left for, I don't know, other guy. I don't know. Yeah. There's a certain department in the, within the prison that handles all the release. Okay. Stuff. Yeah. What, um, is there a specific spot you've worked in in this system more than others, I guess? Like as far as are you the guy checking them in? Are you the guy or just a um, regular CEO? For the most part, no. I'm in the units okay. you know, with the inmates. Okay. What are the things that – like when I think of being a new CEO, especially that they let you come in that green. You know, I mean you have the benefit of military background or whatever, which really would be huge I, I would think. Whereas if I just went in or something – how do you learn how much force you can use? How rough, like, how was how that process for you? It's, I mean, and the, the inmates know you're green as soon as you walk in that, the door. I was going to ask, do they take advantage of you so in that way? So they're going to test you. They're going to see how far they can go with you. Um, 
And what's an example of a way you've been tested? Like, I mean, is there anything that sticks out early on? Oh, they'll come in into your office and say, hey, you know, this CEO usually lets me do this, this, and this. And we're like, yeah, bullshit, go away. Uh, what's an example of the things that they'd want to get away with? Just, like he lets a smoke in the... No, no, just like a little dumb stuff like staying up later. Uh, keep <laughs> keeping those... bitch ass you insane. You got a fucking ass to stay up my curfew late. wasn't until 9. Yeah. Well, because like in the unit, you turn off the lights at, you know, 10, 10, 30, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And they'll try to say, well, they always let us keep the lights on until, you know, whenever we decide to go to bed or some stupid thing like that. It's just dumb. And then... I mean, was there ever a thing where they tried to intimidate you early on? Like, I mean, where one inmate would try to... It's uh, not not so much intimidate, but but kind of, you know, tell us what our place is and what their place is. Like, they run it. You know, we're just, we're just working there. Really? Yeah, it's... But... And to be honest, I mean, it's you have... Of it's kind of the true. way it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. I would... Way more inmates than you do have staff. And they could do, for the most part, what they wanted to. But at the end of the day they're the ones that are going to get busted and get more time added on right? or go to a higher security, which they really don't want to do. So right, right. that's so, their motivation to, to behave for the most part. Do they, I mean, how many times have you been offered a bribe? Would you say? Um, once or twice probably. Oh, oh really? That's yeah. it? Mm-hmm. And what was the bribe? What was the offer? Anything that you can say? Uh, um, they were wanting, um, oh, it was uh, tobacco. You know, okay. and they they offered, it was offering me food, which I can get food anywhere. Yeah. I can get at the prison, I can get it outside the prison, so <laughs> right. you're not really doing nothing for me. you food. Like I was terrible what a great criminal. negotiator. Right. You know, like something from commissary, oh, I'll pick you up this from commissary. I can get that at the store myself, so yeah. I don't need you to do it. Is there, I'll give you some of this prison food. I'll give you food. some of this shitty prison <laughs> food. Uh, do you... How about among the COs themselves? Is it like being a policeman where there's a very, very harsh, like, we're all together, you'd never speak against your coworker or whatever, or is it a rat fest? It's a rat fest. Really? Yep. It's What happened, guys? Right? Come on. And it's, you know, and, and going into it, you know, that was the closest thing to military I, I could get into, you know, aside from being an actual police officer. And that's been my biggest disappointment. Yeah. Is... There's nobody has anybody's back. It's, Anywhere you yeah. work, you want that brotherhood. Yeah, I don't give a shit what it is. In comedy, our scene, the fucking <laughs> comedy scene had a, a schism, a breakup, and that disappointed me. I was like, what? We used to all stick together. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a, it's. And for you guys, there's actual stakes. You know, yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, have you ever had a coworker get, um, get truly hurt? Um, no, we've seen a couple get hit. Okay. Um, there's been a few that, um, you know, and, and I'm not saying they deserved it, but they, they instigated a little sure. bit more than they probably should have. And just kind of, instead of trying to defuse the situation, they, they yeah. pushed. If I got punched in the face as a, I'd like just go like, yeah, and cover my head and go, <laughs> we're in minimum security. Right. You're supposed <laughs> so to be supposed to happen here. Right. So you said, uh, so you got offered bribes, the food. Did you ever see, Anybody or did anybody? Did like, you do it? Well, yeah, did you do it? No. <laughs> um, did anybody go like the uh, another route of being like, oh, well, I know where you live. How's your wife doing? I'll send somebody to your house. No, uh, a lot of times they'll ask. You know, you know, everything kind of comes around to it in a roundabout. You know, nothing's right up in your face. It's, you know, hey, what are you and your family doing? You know, any big plans this weekend or stuff like that? And 
you always just give them some general answer, like, you know, just hanging out or doing nothing. Yeah. Um, Cause you got to protect that. Right. You don't want to give them any, any I'm indication on, you know, your, who your family is, how many family members you have, things like that. In all honesty, they could figure it out in a heartbeat because they know our, our first and last names. Yeah. So it's just. I can't believe you guys don't have stage names. Yeah, exactly. it's like strippers. Yeah. Rudolph and <laughs> Cassidy. Um, what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. What? Uh, That's awesome. I'm just trying to think. Of, like, your first days. I, okay. What's the most physical you've ever got with with an inmate ever? Um, there was a yard fight and I had to restrain a guy, basically just tackle him to the ground and hold him down until help came and cuffed him up. Can you give a tougher answer to that? <laughs> like, yeah, you had to like, like you got you, shanked you, once and you had yeah, to fight flying back. Yeah, flying knee, reverse the shank, yeah. twisted around, broke his arm yeah. and stuck it in his neck. It's, Jesus Christ. These guys fucking restrain yeah, someone. The guard on Overwatch <laughs> lobs tear gas and yeah. These How, guys work out 24-7. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Is that the, That's is that really answer. all? Like you just as you walk by, people are doing push-ups in the cell or if they're out yeah. in the yard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, does it make you body conscious? <laughs> <laughs> you try to puff up your chest when you're on the mess, <laughs> right? But, no, it's it's just uh, yeah. They don't. Do you? I mean, how do you know? Like, okay, from military rules of engagement, mm-hmm. right? You, you you know when you can use force. What is your guideline for that, or what have you seen people do, your coworkers or whatever? Like they, you know, what they tell us, you know, you ask the inmate, you tell the inmate, then you order the inmate, and then at that point, ask, tell, order. Yeah, I like that. And then okay. at that point, you know, you can go hands on, or um, generally, you, you want a lot of backup before you even decide to do something like that. Yeah. Do you? So we did an episode with. Uh, um, the Sereno episode, which was a great prison one. I mean, just because he did maximum security in fucking Arkansas and some, that was a barrack style one. So they're all in one big room together. And one of the things he talked about is just how the constant mind games, mm-hmm. that they're constantly, you know, kind of like you said, looking for info, looking for whatever, any weakness to do. Would you say that that still occurs in minimum security or is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just uh Everything's not so, it's not really like in your face type of info gathering. It's it's more roundabout, you know, whatever they can try to find out. Um, you you work at a certain place for a certain amount of time and they know your schedule. They know yeah. what, what days you work, what days you're off, what hours you work, everything. Do you ever see, okay, another thing from that episode he talked about, he had a god awful, one of the most hor- horrific stories I've ever heard which is the first day there, because I asked how it was the first day. Is it like the movies? Because his was maximum security. Like, is it where you carry your clothes in and people are throwing shit and yelling? And he goes, and this guy had been tough the entire time. And then and he goes, oh, actually, I think it's a lot worse in the movies. And he said, well, it's the first time I've ever been threatened with rape, like for real. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, to have that for real. But he had a story about he went into the shower and most people were wearing like some clothes on the way there. And then you drop them in a locker and go in. And somehow he heard some commotion and looked, and there was like five, you know, stud blacks just walking down buck naked, um, except wearing face masks, which he was just like, you know, that's always that's bad news. That's when, <laughs> that's when you run. I don't need to that, shower that today. That is never <laughs> fucking good news. And they went and they picked the new fish, 
and started like one got in his face started intimidating while the other four guys sat behind him jacking off and sh- like shooting skeet on him yeah and that's a bad day for that's anyone a, you know I don't care who we are that's the worst that's day. a horrible fucking day and I mean at least like I mean what's the most madness that you see as far as that goes like is there, are there things you've gone home from where you're like what the fuck am I doing like these people I mean as far as you know like the the rape stuff in the minimum it, it's a little bit have different. I mentioned rape <laughs> <laughs> wait there's rape what in the minimum it, it's you know these guys it's consensual right they're not so much in your face about it. these guys will try to schmooze the new guys you know hey I'll be your best buddy and I'll show you around take you, you know and then next thing you know you're catching them fucking in the corner really yeah it still it's, happens though a lot oh yeah it's just a like a soft play yeah it, it's yeah it's not so much you know they don't take they it's they con the the new guy into it what do you god that's fucking interesting i mean what what is your take on human sexuality after seeing this i, I mean did that surprise you to some degree i don't know i mean like how much is there? Being was, in the military, you get deployed for, you know, months oh, on end. And, I, just, I, I did not see it going this no. way. Yeah. <laughs> no. You know, and... Gays in the military. There's only gays in the military. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, but with these guys, are locked up for that amount of time. Oh, yeah. You just got to fuck a guy. <laughs> I've never uh, got that. And, no. You know, so good at jacking off. There's guys that get in trouble for they'll start jerking off in front of the female COs, and then you know you get locked up for that. Serenio told us that. Yeah. He said there's a lot of showboating. Oh yeah, yeah. I cut a hole. I I cut my right pocket out after that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I don't know. How often do you catch or become aware of like, oh, these guys are fucking the uh, uh, there's a. Remember like the, the the King Chomo we were talking yep. about? Like <laughs> King Chomo. You, you kind of watch him when the new guys come in because he'll, he'll slowly gravitate. You got to watch him. <laughs> he'll slowly gravitate towards the new guys and try to be their best friend. And within two weeks or so, yeah, he's he's got his hooks into him. And he's got hook hands? He's <laughs> <laughs> joking. Um, how about, so then of course there's the whole... Um, you know your coworkers, also sexual people. A lot of sexual people in prison. Um, do you see a lot of that abuse, or do you get offered things? We've had no. I've never been offered um, a lot of. The, we've hey, had. You're, you're still a good-looking man. Thank don't, you. Uh, I, yeah. don't, let, don't let that be a reflection of your <laughs> I, yeah, self-worth. I was getting a little jealous for a while. Yeah, there. You got a big cock. I, know <laughs> the, I, I uh, see the print when you walked in. The anyway. female COs. Uh-huh. They have. We've had a few walked out the door for having sex with male inmates. That's, again, Serenio episode, he said many of the female COs in his prison were, you know, prostitutes, mm-hmm. essentially. hundred bucks a crack. That's not a lot of money. No. <laughs> they get busted for having sex with the inmate because they've left their furry handcuffs on their, on their belt instead of the real ones. Inmates got big mouths. I mean, if, if one <laughs> inmate is fucking a CO, all the inmates know about it. Because... Well, yeah, it's probably just like if... Like in high school, if a kid fucks his sexy teacher. English teacher, yeah. yeah, then he tells I mean, all his friends. Inmates are like high schoolers; they they gossip twenty four seven. Well, literally and um, intellectually speaking, uh-huh. probably right. often like. Uh... Believe me, you'd love it. People, I love it when people go. 
do you think I'd like ecstasy? <laughs> like, you don't have a choice, motherfucker. It, you know, affects your your fucking dopamine release. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, let's see. Before our, our pizza break, we were talking about sex among the workers and inmates. How about just even in terms of other inmates or um, other COs, I guess. Um, one of my big issues where I think of like if I was a cop, what I'd struggle with is, you know, when I see someone power trip or be abusive or whatever, like that would struggle. I, I think I would do it like you sort of like, hey, it's, you know, I'm a good guy, whatever. Just don't, you know, stay in line and I'll stay in line kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the worst you've seen of your coworkers? Um, <clears throat> there's a couple different ones. Uh, and I'm not bashing females. I'm, I'm not... You know, oh, I do all the time. <laughs> no, but I, I've seen them go off on inmates and to the point where, you know, they'll, if an inmate just, you know, says, fuck you and walks out the door, they'll chase after him. Right. And, you know. Well, there, there is a, I mean, I'll say this. A couple of times I've had troubles with uh, the law in my life. There's been a couple of female officers where I felt like they're so overcompensating and I get why, you know, you're in a position that can be, you know, if you show any weakness, you know, they think they'll be taken advantage of. But, yeah, that's got to be. Well, and the other thing is, you know, yeah, they can, you know, play the big shot and try to stand up to the inmate. But if, if the inmate turns around and hauls off and cracks them, well, then everybody else has got to get involved and it turns into something bigger than what it really should have. Yeah. Have you ever had to reprimand a coworker, like, or even just pull them aside and go like, dude, you cannot keep doing this? <sighs> I've tried to talk to one and she was senior to me as far as years being in the, in the, the system and she wasn't hearing it and she had a degree and I didn't. So, right. You know, that, that, that's all she needed. I've huh? never seen a degree stop a punch, but right. Know, maybe that's what she that's, was going for. Makes a little noise before it hits you in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is the most out of line coworker that you, uh, that you've ever seen? I mean, uh, just that like kind of, some of the managers, um, just blatant, um, you know, a man will be sitting there doing nothing, minding his own business, doing nothing wrong. And, you know, this, a manager will just come up and start tearing him a new one for any stupid little thing. And it's like, he's just trying to get a rise out of the guy for, or for what, you know, right. because if something pops off, then everybody else has got to get involved and it blows up into something way bigger than it should have been. Yeah. Do you see a lot of people attracted to it for that? I mean, in a way, it must attract some of the worst of the worst because you're not good enough to maybe be a cop. Right. Right? Oh, God. And I see, you know, and I think that's a big thing is it attracts them because they think they have that power, but they realize quickly they lose that power when they get punched in the face and (laughs) an inmate is beating the hell out of them. Yeah. And then they're figuring, you know, now what do I do? Have you ever, in your heart of hearts or in any ugly moment, sort of, uh, I don't know, see an inmate or vice versa, uh, like a CO, crack uh, crack an inmate or something where you kind of go like, I'm not going to run up there and stop that. I'll just walk up to it and stop it. No, not so much. I mean, in in, in the prison, you know, every, the majority of everything is on camera. So yeah. you respond as you're, as you're supposed to. Otherwise, you're called into question. So how about the blind spots in the cameras? How do people find them? Because it always seems like inmates know them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I get how COs could know them. 
Um, are there a lot of them? Do people exploit them? All that kind of stuff? There's quite a few of them, but because the CEOs know them, the inmates will, they tend to avoid them because they know that the SEALs will, are in the area. Okay. Um, Where does gay sex happen? <laughs> I don't know why I went to that so quick. But, <laughs> but really, like, it, so I am interested in that. You know, it sounds like from the maximum security, it sounds like the uh, sex is a little bit more brutal, you know, in a way. A lot of times it seems to happen at night. Um, like in the lower security, the inmates aren't in, and generally aren't in cells. They're in like these open squad bays and they're just bunk beds lined up and down in a row. Really? Um, okay. So a lot of times it seems to happen then, you know, in the middle of the night, they'll get up and do their thing. And So have you ever uh, caught, mm-hmm. like, get, really, like oh, yeah. red-handed? Yep. Does it smell? Yeah, well, yeah, it's not the prettiest of smells, but... <laughs> You know, and they try to be quiet, but how quiet can you really be? Yeah, with a dick in your ass, it's got to be tough. <laughs> what, um, uh, can you tell us about that experience at all? Like what the situation was? Uh, basically, you know, as an officer in the unit, you do your rounds, you know, and you, you vary your time so nobody can kind of make a pattern out of anything. And uh, so I was doing my rounds one night and I came around the corner and, and there's two guys fucking... You know, one guy on the floor, the other guy on top of him, and buck naked, each of them. They had their uh, their. Uh, I need details for some reason. <laughs> they had their pants pulled down, and yeah, that's how I do it. And the thing was, when I came around the corner, and they both saw me. The guy that was doing the fucking, he didn't stop. He just kept going until he's got to get that. Uh, nut. You gotta get yours. <laughs> got to get that nut. until I told him to stop and you know take your dick. Stop out of that, it, that guy. please stop. <laughs> Hey, put that away. This is jail. <laughs> what? Um, no, he's like, stop it. He's did, way below did you. you. <laughs> You're you out of his better. league. You can do so much better. Did you, so, I mean, was that the first time you caught her? Is that just one, like, over? Yeah, that was one of the first times, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, was your instinct to, like, back out and close the door at first? And go, oh, wait, no, we're in prison. I got to tell no. No, I mean. Was it, it funny? You off, yeah. It catches you off guard, so you do a double take. Like, right? you know, make sure you're seeing what you thought you saw. And then, you know. You couldn't hear it around the corner first? Not really. Okay. And <laughs> like I said, they try to be quiet. Right. Know? But, uh, yeah, and then once you catch them, you just. Without, you know... Yeah, like, I mean, what do you... Like, you walk up there and go, hey, like, tap on the shoulder or... I mean, obviously, you, you yell first to try to shock them out of it. Yeah. And then, you know, you call usually call over the radio, you know, for backup. And for backup. <laughs> You're like, no, I can handle this one myself. <laughs> I got a code 6-9. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. And then just... What do you say? Stop fucking... Really? Yeah. And, and then when they don't, do you tackle them? Do you no. like? Do you push them apart? Well, when you get other officers that are, yeah, if you have to, you, I've never had that. You know, to where oh, we suck. have to physically like, stop them. That'd be like a Monday. At the guy gets scared and clenches store. his cheeks, and now they're trapped. <laughs> right, you get your prong in there, and you can't withdraw them, so you got to get a hose. There was a shampoo bottle incident where that happened. My what? cousin got his dick stuck in a shampoo bottle, and he was in fifth grade. This guy got his shampoo bottle stuck up his ass. And, oh, up his ass. Yeah, couldn't get it out, so oh. we had to take him in and have it surgically removed. Shut yeah. the fuck up, really? Was it like a suave? Yeah. What's yeah. A brand? Yeah, it was, was suave. That's what my cousin... Suave bottle about that big? My cousin got a suave bottle. When you yeah. squeeze it, it kind of like sucks the dick in. 
So he did that. <laughs> but then he squeezed it and it was in. And then you release while well, your dick's clogging the hole. So now it's just sucking <laughs> on. It was a real problem. This is not funny. <laughs> and his neighbor got a bladed grass stuck in his dick hole. His That's... dad had to take it out with the pliers. Ouch. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. How do you get a blade of grass stuck in your dick he hole? He stuck it in there. <laughs> I can't feel good. Weird neighbors and family. Not mine. That's my neighbors. We also got in rock fights with the Native American kids who live next door. Chad and Sheena. Shout out to them. It wasn't at the time. How is that? It's 80s. It's a different time. It's a different time. And and I love the Native Americans anyway. They know that. I've been honorary for years. (laughs) Um, What? So is there any other foreign objects that have gotten lodged in places they shouldn't be? Um... The uh, oh, the handle of a hairbrush. Uh, what? <laughs> handle a hairbrush in their ass. Uh-huh. Huh. Huh. What's the shit? Okay, I guess I, I don't need any elaboration on that. How about uh, fifis? Do you see a lot of fifis? Really? He just cringed his brow. It is. Uh, that's what, what, the thing you fuck. So like, you get a banana peel with some uh, banana peel in the microwave or for cantaloupe. Instance. Cantaloupe, a rotten watermelon. Yeah, we took all the microwaves out of the units, so they don't have those anymore. Really? Yeah. They Wait, kept at one point them. they did have them? Yeah, yeah, at one point, but they kept fucking. They things. kept breaking them. No. <laughs> Trying to stick their dick in the microwave. <laughs> and they fucked the microwave. <laughs> what, uh, how about, okay, when I think of just seeing the guys, the inmates and stuff, and there's so much posing going on and stuff like that, have have you ever felt sorry for the inmates, like, to where you just go, this guy is so out of his league here, like, this is just, like, to where you want to help them at all? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the new guys that come in, um, and unfortunately, you know, they're still sending transgender inmates to, to male facilities, and then, you know, and those guys, you know, have a target the minute they step off yeah. the bus. Got a new bitch in town to so they, fuck uh, with. Or, that's what the, I'm speaking on. <laughs> As if I'm a character in the... Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, I mean, is that... When you say transgender, do you mean that they are converted? They're in the process of... of in the process. Transitioning from male to female. Okay. And and you've seen them come in where they have, like, the implants, the, like, I mean, pretty done? Um, They've been in the oven a good... We've had a couple that have, that have had the, the, the breast implants, but not the... They still have a penis. Huh. So that's why they got sent to What's the... What's a dick look like on these? Uh, don't look at him, no. Okay. Eh. Have you... How about as far as friendships? I mean, you, you're you around these guys a lot. Do you ever find yourself just like, God damn it, I, like, I really like this guy? There's inmates where, you know, you get real comfortable talking to them and whatnot. And yeah, some of them I could see myself being friends with on the outside. Yeah. Um, it's something that can never happen because it's... You know, if anything, like if I if I see an inmate outside of the prison, you know, they've gotten released or whatever, it's basically just turn and walk the other way. You can't acknowledge them. You don't, you don't. That is cool. Or not cool. Whatever. Strange to think of running into them on the street. Yeah. That, that's yeah. an happens. awkward thing. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen thing where you run into someone where you go like, this guy was a maniac when he was in with us, or at least not a good man or whatever, and you see him in that way too? Not so much. Uh, okay. And most of the guys, you know, are, are pretty low key, you know, and they just, they did their time. They got out. A lot of them, you know, they offended when they're young and they spent so much time incarcerated that by the time they get out, they just want to yeah, you know, have as much peace in their life as they possibly can. 
What's the most scared you've ever seen an inmate come in? Like, you know, say, like same thing. Have you ever felt sympathy? Like this kid is so, he's 21 years old. Yeah. The, uh, it, he was a uh, transgender chomo and he was, that's a, he was, he was almost crying by the time he got off the bus. And then, uh, you know, he goes through processing and they sign him to the unit and he's walking up the stairs to the unit and he's shaking. And, you know, we basically, we give him the, the spiel that we give everybody, you know, if anybody's giving you a hard time, you come talk to us. If anybody propositions you, approaches you, anything like that, you come talk to us. But, you know, inmate code is you don't rat. Yeah. So they're the best that that can really happen with them is they get in with their own kind of crowd with the other Chomo you know chomos yeah. and then of course <laughs> you watch king chomo he'll he'll yeah, be king best friends did. with them and it, it kind of goes from there who's the most evil guy you've ever who's been on your whatever block like you know without saying name or whatever but it, i don't know is there anyone that sticks out to you or you go that guy should be fucking killed like he's just Besides the, the one, yeah, yeah, that King one. Chomo. He's he's the one that's always stuck in my head, and just for the amount of pure evil that I've seen out of this guy, and no remorse, no, you know, yeah, I screwed up, I didn't do, I, I shouldn't have done that. No, he fully felt that it was his right to do to molest little boys. He he, uh, we shook down his stuff a few days before he was leaving because he was just being an ass. And he was writing stories about swimming with little boys and doing things. And he had travel plans on going back and finding, you know, his ex-wife's, his ex-wife who had custody of his little boys. The guy was just... I think you're that fucked up that you actually, like, write down the fucking crimes that are in your head. It's like, you know, he's throwing it in our face and he knows that we can't do nothing about it. The most we could do is stick him in shoe for the last two days that he was there. And then, and what is shoe? I um, mean, like solitary, I assume. But yeah, what uh, what does that comprise in special housing unit? It's basically, um, uh, it's you're in a cell, a very confined cell. All you have is you know the bunk and the toilet, and sometimes a little desk, and that's it. Huh? How often do you laugh on your job? Like, I mean, do you walk around in a good mood for the most part? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you? Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, pathetic. I, I, like, I kind of asked about that. But I, I just think of, like, um, we have an episode coming up that we're going to record of a guy who uh, was very young, I, I, I believe, like, 21 or something, got in a bar fight in one of those one-punch death things, you yep. know, knocked him out, and the guy... Did. And he apparently sort of... People saw in him a little bit right away where it's like, He's a good kid. He just got in a bad situation mm-hmm. here and whatever. And sort of got a little bit of protection, it sounds like, to some degree. Or at least where the word went out, not explicitly, but to, like, hey, let's lay off this guy kind of thing. Do you right. see that often? Not so much. I mean, it, typically every really guy that comes in. answer. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody kind of falls in with their own cliques. You yeah. Know, the, if, they, if they're a gang member coming in, they'll identify you know what gang they're with then they fall in with that with that gang click um how do they identify it'd be you know if you can't wear the clothes if you can't they come in crip walking and right a lot of times you know just during uh their orientation when they come in you know they it's a question that we ask you know are you affiliated with any gangs and they'll they'll give a shout out to their gang okay so then you know it's known that they're with that gang 
And then uh, once they get on the yard, then they that's who they hang with. And if they get out of line within the gang, the gang takes care of it. They'll whoop his ass and get huh. him back in line. Now, um, I read from you that you're not a racist man, but do uh, you still feel a little bit of affinity for the Aryan nation just because you are a white guy? Like, <laughs> like a little bit of like, well, I mean, hey, you know, my, my type at all? No. I, no. It's uh no. I, I mean, mean re- really, is there any kind of like, or do they treat you nicer in a way to go like, hey, we're all white? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's, really? No. It's. I'd, I'd be nice to them. Is there a gang that you're, you like hate the most? Oh, MS thirteen. You said that they're the the kind of the the guys you have to watch out for. They're they're just unpredictable. You don't know really where you stand with those guys sometimes. And is it and is it like where kind of like in the movies where if they're all in the yard they're sitting in different sections they all sit in the same spot every day and they stare down the other gang members and we don't go over there and talk to them sometimes it's uh for the most part like the facilities I've worked at it, they they've established their own peace you know and if if something does pop off where you know they pissed off each other you kind of know what's what's coming because they'll start circling yeah. and then you know. Guys will be walking a lot slower than they normally do, and you you, you feel you that like tension. You feel it among the herd, yeah, sort of, right? So then, you know, we kind of we watch a little closer and see what's going to happen. So then, are there ever times where, in a minimum security thing, where you go like, something is fucking wrong in this prison? Like, like I don't know, to where it like might stress you out for a week, or like, you know, what is a bad day? How does that happen for you? Honestly, it's with. <laughs> And this is sad to say, but it's with fellow employees that create such a, a poor environment, you know, and do things that, that don't really need to be done to piss off the inmates. And So it just like upsets the whole herd? Right. You what know, are things you've seen like that? Just, just uh, kind of unnecessary. You know, I've had a manager just jump on an inmate for, he didn't, he had just, just got there. So he had none of his own personal belongings. You know, he's a poor guy off the street. So he's wearing his his prison issued shoes, which are those orange flip flop type things, and he's jumping on him about not having tennis shoes. And the guy's like, "I can't afford them. I don't have any family on the outside." And he's just he's tearing him a new one, you know, like trying to pick at him to see what he'll do. Right, what's provoking the, him, like right. just yeah. You know, what's the point of that? What what do you hope to accomplish? Yeah, because if you piss that guy off, he's gonna punch you in the face first, and then everybody else has got to jump on him. Yeah. But then, you know, the inmate's the one who loses in the end because somebody, you know, an idiot wouldn't leave him alone right. for, over something stupid like a pair of shoes. And have you ever intervened or jumped in or like wanted to where like you oh, take yeah. the one step forward like, but I can't? Or No, I just, um, a lot of times I'll talk to the inmate after, you know, that employee leaves and say, look, just do what you can to get some shoes, you know, Try to stay away from, from, you know, the asshole over there. Right. And, you know, do the best you can. How do you think the inmates see you? Um, do you think you're popular or well-liked among inmates? Or For the most part, I mean, I don't, I don't fuck with them and they don't fuck with me. You uh-huh. know, I don't, I don't, you know, if they're doing something wrong, I'll call them on it. Right. And, you know, if, if they, for whatever reason, have to get out of the unit or do something like that, I'll kick them out. Okay. But it's not like, you know, I don't. I don't go out of my way to try to belittle or right or pun, you know issue extra punishment. There's, yeah, there's no point. I don't know to, you that well, but but I do really see you as as a good guy or someone who wouldn't be um, 
you know, what, whatever. It, um, is it in your nature to to be confrontational before this job? When I was younger, um, like I had said stand before. Stand up to bullies yeah. kind of thing. You know, and then I, I was in the military for so many years. And even during that time, you know, you get, you know, young guys who think they're 10 feet tall and bulletproof and they want to go and prove how tough they are, you mm-hmm. know, for being in the military. I wasn't really like that. I, I held back. And the only time I really fought is when, you know, it was time to. Right. And even now, I don't even like to fight. Because that's even how I feel is that it's, you know, it's one thing to stand up for yourself in a fight situation or something. It's mm-hmm. quite another to, hey, I'm in a good mood today. Everything's going good. And then you see something and you have to be tough, sort of. Yeah. You know, is that, I guess, what's the biggest challenge for you as a CO? It's, I don't like, know. You know, what's the hardest part of the job, would you say? <laughs> for me, it's dealing with with idiot employees. Other employees. Really? Yeah. It's what's really sad is I can I can deal with the inmates a whole lot easier than I can deal with my fellow employees because for whatever reason my fellow employees a lot of them think that they have to be you know the tough guy hard ass all the time with these inmates and you don't need to be yeah when, when it's not necessary and the inmates will sense that you know yeah they don't you know some of them. If they want to start shit, they're going to start shit, and then you deal with it accordingly. Yeah. But if they're just minding their business, yeah, they're going to try to pull some stupid stuff here and there, but you call them on it, and, you know, that's the end of it. I don't know. To me, yeah, a lot of things get started for no reason and escalate for to a point where it doesn't need to be. What's the most scared you've ever been in your job? Uh, probably when I first started. Uh, pulling overnights because they stick, you know, one CO in a unit with 160 inmates and you're stuck there for eight hours. And you walk them. Yeah, but they're all asleep. <laughs> not the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and not all of them you sleep all night. through there. <laughs> yeah. No. So, I mean, so it's one for 160. Typical. And they're all in bunks, like sort of open bunk area. Yep. And you just walk up and down the aisles? Yep. That would be... Uh, you ever see people beat the guy with a bag of oranges or with the or soap uh, pillowcase of soap or oranges? No, there's been a couple. Um, you know uh, what do they do? They uh, padlock in a in a pillowcase. Oh. Padlock? Yeah. Oh. Ah. Or the the combination locks for their yeah. for their. Uh, oh, I don't care what kind of lock it is. A padlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. And that that'll do some damage. What's the most violence you've seen in the? Like, is it that? Yeah, probably a, a fight on the yard where there was 15 to 20 guys going at it, you know. And I think they were uh, Sereno Pisces, and they, they had some sort of beef, and they, that's where they settled it. Did they have some shivs and some shanks? Yeah, and the big thing was the, the paddle lock in the uh, pillowcase because they can hide that stuff yeah, underneath their clothes. Weapon. And then all of a sudden they just, you know, you see that, that pillowcase drop out, and then you know something's going to happen. Wow. And what do you do in that situation? You see 15 fucking guys and, and you're going, oh man, I get 25 bucks an hour to, or, or what, you know, whatever it is. I don't know. What does, uh, what do you get paid as someone who starts and, you know, as it goes up? Uh, starting, I think I started off like at 39,000 a year. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'll jump into a fucking life and death <laughs> right. fight for that. Pass. Yeah. Yeah. The benefits aren't, aren't that great. What does it top out at? Would you say? Uh, well, like for you know the warden, they're six, six figures easy. 
Okay, but for I mean, is that the path for a CEO that like you end up? You can uh, a warden. Sure. Okay. There's a lot of different directions you can go. Nowadays, it's unfortunately it, it's not about you know how good you are at your job. It's about who you know. Yeah. And you know things like that to to help you get moved on. And before uh, if we go into that stuff, should we talk about the the other the Witsec stuff? Before that, or should we do sure. that after? Okay, wherever you want. Because that's that's something I'm really. I, I don't know if there's anything that I'm that I'm missing oh. that I really want to go. Yeah. Go well, I were you on the field when Adam Sandler led the team back against the guards in the in the football game? <laughs> I was. Well, I called in that day. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what's your happiest day as a CEO? Is there a day where you go like, "This is a great fucking day"? Usually my Fridays. <laughs> I mean, how about this? Have you ever felt like you've made a difference in someone's life, like as a CEO? For a moment, and then you feel like you take 10 steps back because somebody will come and, you know, ruin it. Yeah. Um, What do they insult you for? Like, I mean, if there's anything or, you know, I would think it'd be a lot like high school, like a little bit. And do you ever feel like, oh man, I got this reputation? They're all bagging on me for this thing. <laughs> like it is, fuck. you know. In I hope this class graduates. A lot of the senior officers, you know, they they got twenty some years in, so they think they're gods, and you know, we're all supposed to bow down. And to me, the more I learn, the more you want to teach the younger guys coming in. So, you know, they have your back when it when the time comes. And not so much for a lot of the senior staff. It's you know, whatever knowledge they have, they're keeping it to themselves. They're doing their own thing, and you're on your own. What do you have while you're in there to, like, protect yourself? Do you have any sort of, like, weapon or anything to... Um, in the WITSEC side, you have pepper spray and your radio, and on mm-hmm. the, the general population side, you just have a radio. Okay. So That's it. So you just, like, hit the guy in the face with a radio? <laughs> or yeah. Well, yeah, our radios have these, uh, the body alarm. And basically, it just sends a, a distress signal to control, and control yells it out over the radio for everybody else to hear that, hey, this person's in some trouble. Everybody goes running, but... They don't even give you a nightstick? Nothing. I guess, yeah, because they're probably worried if you get jumped by three guys, and now one right. of the inmates gets it, now we're in trouble. Yeah. Oh, that's a great reason to not give me a weapon. <laughs> and the only <laughs> reason... take it from you. Yeah. The only reason they got the pepper spray is because back in 2013, um, this officer named Eric Williams was killed at USP Canaan and he was jumped by a uh, a guy doing life and out of some sort of pre- perceived disrespect and he uh, this this inmate killed that officer stabbed him over a hundred times Jesus. and he had no help for a very long time have you ever heard oh my god and being stabbed like that with a shitty fucking shiv yeah. it'd be one thing to have a nice like, a buck knife come in here or something like that but yeah a shitty toothbrush or a dirty piece of metal yeah it was fuck that what um, have you ever been where you felt like you've been targeted no okay and, you know I always I try to approach every day like you know I don't want to give anybody any reason to you know to, to put a target on me and if an inmate really wants to start something, well, okay, then we'll start it. But it's not like I but went out of really my way at to a provoke big disadvantage. It. I, I mean, all really, the time, right? Every I day. mean, I mean, not only in numbers, but just in the fact that you are on the side of the law. You like they'll fight, they'll fucking send someone to your house, or you know, whatever. Whereas you're kind of just not built that way, so it's not. You know, I, I don't know. It's not your first instinct. I'm. I'm always in my life when I've been in fights and stuff like that. There's. 
there's something different to being on the wrong end of someone who's a real fucking criminal or who really mm -hmm. cares about this yeah. shit, you know? And that's why... And Have you ever seen, a, like, a coworker get targeted in a shitty way to where you're like, hey, dude, you, you better, like, fucking chill out. This is going to Not be personally, but within, the, within the, uh, the prison system, there's been people that, you know, and it's made national news that they've been targeted. Um, a, uh, a lieutenant out of Puerto Rico he was targeted and they shot and killed him while he was driving home on the freeway. Jesus. It and was, it's not like, think of the money involved. Think of it. Like, do you ever almost want to sober yourself up going like, you know, I'm getting too involved in this here. Like this is my fucking, you know, day job or whatever. I've been told that, you know, sometimes I'm too nice to the inmates. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't give them anything they're not supposed to have. I don't do yeah. anything for them that I'm not supposed to. I just treat them like a human being. Yeah. And if they they know that Big if mistake. they fuck up, then <laughs> no. then you know what's coming is going to come. But you I, know, I, I would be exactly the same way. The, like yeah. the incentive to actually be a hard ass like like that is just ridiculous. Yeah. And what's the turnover rate for corrections officers? Is there a lot it's, of new people coming through yeah, all the time? It's pretty high. Um. Jeez. For the amount of time I've been there, we've probably turned over 45 to 50 COs. Jeez. You know, yeah. and it's, you know, probably maybe 10 to 15 of those have re actually retired. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of them quit. A lot of them move on to other facilities. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that are actually going into to regular law enforcement to be police officers because that they, seems to be, it's a more satisfying job than being sure. a CO. Oh, I mean. Well, yeah, it's like babysitting almost. You're yeah. playing defense. Like, I mean, you're just on defense all the time. Mm -hmm. At least as a cop, you could feel like, ah, I'm going to go out and make it, you know, even though you're deluding yourself in general. <laughs> but you, I know there is some positive shit. And as a CEO, unless you're going to somehow want to, for whatever reason, want to become involved and, like, take an interest in those guys, which has got to be a huge risk. And not to mention super disappointing when it blows up in your face. Yeah, I mean... There's guys, you you know, when they come in, they do a full screen of them and find out, you know, they don't have a GED or something like that. So you encourage them, you know, yeah, go test out for your GED. And, you know, we have, they offer the, all these classes, you know, welding classes, construction, you know, everything. And these guys can actually, you know, get degrees while they're in prison. But it's it's just a, you know, you got to point them in the right direction and then give them the opportunity, opportunity to do it. What do you think about our criminal justice system now having this seat? I mean, is there anything that can be done in your view to to help it or even just improve it a lot? Put people in charge who actually know what they're doing instead yeah. of, um, you know, like say the Bureau of Prisons, for instance, they had the new director, Mark Inch, he was in there for maybe a year. He lasted and then he quit. And that's because he's got other people barking in his ear that don't know what they're talking about. And it's a joke. They don't they don't know what's going on on the ground. They just see what's going on, you know, right at their level, which they make so much damn money they don't really care. Okay, because you know we just did a, a Vietnam vet podcast, and he talked about how like oh, he hated, he hated LBJ. He yeah. hated it because he's like they're making decisions for what's going on in Vietnam, and they have no fucking clue what's going mm -hmm. on, and it, mm -hmm. it got people killed. You know, it was a big fucking deal. What is you know. What's the best part of your job and what's the worst part? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Probably the best part is the pay right now, and that's not even that great. Right. Um, but it's it's a it's a steady job. It's halfway decent benefits. Are the hours long? 
How many hours a week do you? Forty. Okay. Yeah, you can. So it's fair. Yeah, yeah. Normal. You can opt in for overtime anytime you want. Okay. Um, and sometimes there's even forced overtime, but that's because we've had such a high turner turnover. All the junior guys are getting stuck with that. So okay. So do you make sixty grand as a as a CO? Is no. that possible? Okay. Oh yeah, you can. You can after okay. you know six seven years maybe. Right. Do you go to work? I don't know, you know, stressed out or are you relaxed every day? Good mood? I, I don't know. I, it's hard to fit. Like, yeah. I get if your maximum security would be like, I'm in the fucking war every day. Or like, I'm in the shit, head on a swivel. Like, yeah, do you ever get false complacency? Or No. no? Um, for me, I I, uh, I try to put myself in positions where I don't have to work with certain people as far as staff-wise because okay. – they make your job 10 times harder than it has to be. God, that'd be stressful it's, to be paired with someone who's whatever, stirring up the shit all the time. And it's a joke because they're incompetent at their job and yet they get advanced and they get, you know, this. It's It makes no sense whatsoever. So you think the system rewards shitty COs, would you say? Yep. Because if you represent as if, like, I'm a fucking tough guy, well, they kind of... And nothing's based on facts. It's all based on hearsay. Okay. You know, if you get blacklisted, you know, as you're a troublemaker or whatever, then they can say, oh, this guy, you know, he causes problems all the time, this and that, without any factual basis behind it. Uh Uh-huh. And it's taken as gospel. Okay. Um, Every year, it's really dumb. They send us this, uh, uh, they call it their climate survey, where basically you get to say how you feel about your job and, you know, your, your bosses and this and that. On my last one, I put, honestly, this doesn't even matter. You guys aren't even going to read this. And even if you did, you wouldn't come here to do anything about it anyways. Yeah. So stop wasting my time yeah, with your yeah. stupid email. Okay. I do want to get to WITSEC, but before we do that, there, there's one thing I want to say. So um, in every movie, there's a thing where a guy is running the prison, where like one of the inmates really like fucking positions right. himself well. Have, you know, have you ever seen anything like that in minimum security? Or where you've even had a hunch like, I think that guy's got some shit going on. There's a there's been a couple guys on the yard who you can tell when they come on the yard they command respect. And you know, everybody'll come up and, you know, shake hands with them or talk to them or try to be their pal. And really? yeah, it's, it's so interesting to see. And you know, contest. do you go like Google them or something like that ever? No, it's no? You, you know behind the scenes that this guy's got some pull and he's got juice and you know, nobody's going to mess with him unless they they really want to try something. Really? Um, Is it common for, like, gang members to be running their gangs on the outside from prison? It has happened, yeah. Um, and that's been with the big crackdown on cell phones now, and cell phones yeah. are flooding in. Okay. How, do they, how do they sneak in them in? Is it through, the, like, guards will give them to them? Or? Your cheeks. That's that's their uh, their thought is, yeah, it's something that's coming in that way. Really? Yeah. Have you ever suspected a guard that you've worked with of doing shit like that? Sure. Yeah? Yep. Have you ever seen anything? No. Mm-mm. What, if you were an inmate, how would you get something in? Any contraband? As someone who's from the outside, just through a guard. Through a CO. <laughs> just like bribe a guard. You can buy them off in a heartbeat. Really? Yep. You can pick like certain certain guys you can look at and you see how they carry themselves. You see how they treat people. You know that that guy can be bought. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And what do you do? Like, I mean, is there an example of something you've seen? Or do you ever just go like, I don't know, like try to let them know that you kind of know that 
you're probably doing something? I stay clear. Because that's dangerous. Right. Yeah, okay. I don't want to be anywhere near that no. guy because they're going to get caught. Yeah. You know, anything that happens right now, you know, it's investigated by the FBI and they've got, you know, 10,000 resources that they can use to figure all this stuff out. Yeah. So no matter how many accounts you think you're hey. hiding or whatnot, they're going to find it and they're going to trace it back to where it came from and then that's it. Huh. But wow. these guys are, you know, and it keeps happening every year. Does anybody try to escape? Um, Not since I've been there. It's been pretty quiet. Oh, jeez. I can't even remember. The last one I heard of was probably three, four years before I got there. Okay. And it was it was pretty nonchalant. The inmate just, he was on, um, he was allowed to be outside the perimeter because mm-hmm. he was on uh, like lawn mowing detail or something like that. Oh, okay. And he basically just hopped in a vehicle and, and drove away. Did he get away? He got a little ways. Um, it's a fucking high Dude, flying <laughs> escape. There was a, a lawnmower. Is that what he said, or did I mishear that? There was a CEO who he wasn't working that day. He was out in town and he seen you know this government vehicle drive through town. That's not supposed to happen. So he called it in, and sure enough, this inmate got in the vehicle and drove off. They don't send like the dogs running through the woods to smell him. And you watch the girl with the tits just washing a truck. <laughs> That's from uh, a Paul Newman movie. I love. Greatest game. I can't fucking remember. Why can't I remember this? Yeah, Cool Hand Luke. You love it so much. I love Cool Hand Luke. Oh, no, no. I watched that movie a shitload. Oh, Luke, come on, Lukey, baby. That's George Kennedy impression there. Anyway. And is prison prison food as shitty as everybody thinks it is? Have you ever tried it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have the officer's mess, and then they have, you know, where the inmates eat. And, you know, sometimes if you miss, if the officer's mess is closed, you'll go to the inmates, you know, Mm -hmm. And eat there, and it sucks. It's like, you know, even on Burger Day, you're like, hell yeah, it's Burger Day, and no, it tastes like shit. How about uh, back to the prison romance? Um, (laughs) Well, okay, I know. I hate to say that, but I I hate to keep going back to it. But do you ever see, because, you know, I would imagine you're watching a lot of it from afar, right? And you've done a long time. It makes it sound like like he's just watching the fuck. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, through his Venetian blinds, (laughs) two fingers splitting it open. Do you ever, I don't know, is it it ever humorous to you to go like, oh, these two guys think they're fucking tricking people? Like, or even just to go like, oh, this guy's putting the moves on this new kid. This is just hard to watch. You want to warn the fucking kid ever? Yeah, it's, and unfortunately it goes back to the King Chomo. Um, it always does. He, uh, you know, and you can predict his moves in a heartbeat. You, you oh, yeah. He's a King Chomo. <laughs> you know what's coming. Um, he walks up to him and says, you come here often? And Yeah, with the, young, with the young guys, he's the first one to walk up to him and, you know, start showing him the ropes man. and, hey, yeah. I'll, I'll take care of you and this and that. And within two weeks, they're getting fucked. Yeah. God damn it. You slide it right between the beef and like that. Like, so when there's a new guy, like, does he talk him up so much where they're like on board with it or is it like they're fighting and or they're like, like embarrassed and, and it just happened it's like he more he tries to sheets to, to get his guard down you know yeah. try, make him believe that he's his friend and he really he's really I looking out for him his, yeah yeah exactly yeah. grooming I invented that I've been grooming where they walk around like hold the pocket of the yeah do they do that no they, we don't allow that but but they try how about hands nope Holding hands. How about just like a, a leash? <laughs> you put a leash on someone? <laughs> this is my bitch. What is the, I mean, what's the most overt humiliation you've seen? 
Is there anything where you go like, geez, I don't know. Where like they'll uh, get, yeah, go ahead. They'll make them go and, you know, get something for them. Like if, you know, they're in the TV room watching whatever they want. Kevin, go go get me a beer. And then quick. uh, you know, they they want something from their, their bunk, they'll nope. tell their, their bitch to go get it. And he goes and gets it and they make the chomos and the bitches basically sit outside the TV room. You can look in the window, but you can't sit inside there. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yep. Minimum security? Yep. Do they do the lunch? Do you ever just laugh at them? They go, what the fuck are you doing? Go I, in the room. It's right. their, that's their system. I don't mess with it as long as, you know, right. nobody's getting hurt. Nobody's. How much do the COs laugh at it amongst each other? Oh, like, we laugh at our asses Can you believe that that guy is fucking that guy? It's... <laughs> Like, I mean, honestly, is there, like, drama or gossip amongst you guys about them? Like, did you hear? We take bets. That guy like, is fucking that I guy. I think they're in a relationship. Oh, he's going to get him. He's going to get him. Did I can you know see that it he's happening. cheating on him with the, the guy from Cell Block C? Yeah. Did you ever have that info? No. No? Have you ever said, hey, man, It's I really think... not. They don't really cheat. They just kind of pass the guy oh, around. Yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> I think that guy from the Aryan Nation likes you. <laughs> You should go say hello or <laughs> Heil Hitler. The Pisces and the, the Aryan guys. You should go say Heil on. Hitler. <laughs> um, hey, Heil Hitler. It's a real forbidden yeah. romance. Hitler, you too. Um, wow. Do you ever? I, I, do you have dreams about it? No. No? Mm-mm. I'm not saying like sexy ones. I'm I had saying a dream like one time where I, was, I ran across the yard barefoot, the, the prison yard. I have no idea why I dreamt that, but huh. that's the only dream I've ever had. It, it, with the humiliation stuff, do they do like the lunchroom where like somebody c- tries to sit down at the table and they all get up and leave, or they try to sit down and this seat's taken and there's nobody sitting there? No, it's basically you know like I was saying before the, the chomos and the bitches they they have to sit by, by the, the door, door. <laughs> and then everybody else gets to sit inside you know closer to the main. Is there a level above the chomos and the bitches, but still disrespected? Like everyone hates those guys, but, but they're not. Yeah, they're not chomos yeah. and bitches. Uh, probably the rats, uh, if they know that are rats. Yeah. Have Have you ever had someone rat to you where you go like, "Oh, you fucking rat!" But you know, I'll take the info. But what a fucking rat! Yeah. Um, there was a guy who got his ass whooped, and he he brought it on himself. You know, he asked for the fight, and the other guy whooped his ass, and then. Um, I mean, he just didn't whoop his ass. He stomped on his head and everything. No, but uh, then this this guy comes. He said that with a laugh, like like someone who's been you know, on the job a while. <laughs> this guy comes running to my office. He's like, he they whooped that boy. They didn't need to beat him that bad. And we watched the video. We seen everything, and he instigated the fight. He wanted the fight. Right. He just bit off more than he could chew. Wow. Have you ever? Sort of like been in a situation like that where you kind of know the guy's asking for, like, you guys see it happening, like, oh, these guys are going to fight, here it comes, and you, I'm not saying you let it happen, like, in an unethical way, I'm just saying, like, where you kind of, I know this is happening, I'm not going to stop it, I don't know, like, hey, where you kind of, yeah, it's where it's, you know they're going to fight, and it's, you're like, ah, well, we'll let them work this out, because they need to get out of their system, and then we'll step in. If you know two guys are beefing and, you know, there's tension. Beefing. They, uh, you know, I usually talk to them and say, hey, look, you know, if this happens, what's going to happen to you? You're going to get sent to shoe. If your points go up, you're going to get shipped to another facility. Um, higher security, which sucks. Yeah. And, you know, most of the time that'll deter them from doing anything and they'll, they'll take care of it themselves. But if they want to fight, they're going to fight. Yeah. Would you say that 
okay, if 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 I went to jail, God forbid, and I went to minimum security, what advice would you give me? Uh, I don't know. Really? Like, I mean, there's not <laughs> like you don't know because he's a lost cause, or yeah, like, is that a personal <laughs> judgment on me? Well, or is no, for like you, you're. I mean, your comedy and your your. You know, being a smartass, that would help you because okay. you could make friends easily. Yes, yes, um, I'm very likable in a yeah, prison atmosphere. Just, but you gotta, be, you also would have to show that you're not going to be somebody's bitch either. Would you say even in minimums, in even in minimum security, would it be important? Obviously, you never condone this as an officer, <laughs> but where I should go, fucking lay some hands on someone in the first couple of weeks. If they if they push you in that direction, then yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's the only I way that, that. that you're gonna be able to show that you're not going to take it. Right. Otherwise... And I won't take it to anyone out there listening. <laughs> I definitely will he not take it. He strictly gives. Yeah, I'll give it, though. Yeah, for sure. That's... If you'll take it. <laughs> All you got to do is ask. Um, All right, Witsack. Witsack. We got to get to Witsack because I'm fascinated by that. So, Witsack, I thought that there was only witness... Um, What's the one that I'm talking about? Witness. You're talking about witness protection? Witness protection, where um, a giant criminal who rats on people, they send him to Scottsdale, Arizona, and he has a, a fake mustache and new social security yeah. number and all that shit. Witsack is actually, you're still in prison, mm-hmm. but you are highly, you know, I assume they hide what facility you're in. Yeah. And they are very secretive about who's in there, I would imagine. Yeah, they do. Uh, they do a lot of screening before they send you to a certain facility to make sure that there's no um, nobody from your past that you've ran into before that'll know who you are. Um, so you, so I, I think we can say this because this is long in your past. But you were in this in the southwest part of the United States, mm-hmm. Witsec, Is that right? Yep. Okay. So you know, I guess for like, okay, obviously I know um, East Coast Mafia stuff um, has been there, so. They check to see, oh, did this guy grow up in Brooklyn? Shit like that kind of stuff, right? right? Yep. Okay. So how do they come to you? What does that situation look like, I guess? Um, basically, they'll try to send the guy to the most, the the facility that's got the least amount of associates or li- where he doesn't have any contact with his old life. Okay. And where nobody can If he's a de- Latin king, if he's a mafia guy, whatever, they look right. to go, okay, there's no other guys like that. Yeah, and basically, it's, you know, so nobody can dive him out back home and say, hey, this guy's here, because then they'll, right. you know, try to get to him from that. Are but, they almost all rats, yeah, would you say? for the most part. Okay. What's an example of something that's not a rat, like why you'd go to witness security? I can't even think. Like, Like um, maybe if you are a counterfeiter and you just help the government in looking for other counterfeiters but you don't have specific info would that be that like might something like qualify. that I've never okay. ran into it yeah. but most of the guys that I've dealt with are where they just were rats <laughs> and is this a like another minimum security place or is this more of a high security they've got across the board minimum the board. high okay. um, max guys there's I mean why would there some be of the worst minimum the security but witness but with sec because with with Witsec they don't have the it doesn't really go by security level it just goes by um, well obviously Witsec and then how you know as long as there's nobody at that facility that that can that you've had association with you know in your criminal life okay 
do do you guys treat them better as COs or I guess were you a CEO with them? Or? Yeah, they are. Okay. Uh, well, they're pampered. I mean, okay, really? They think that they're you know they're, they're the government star witness, so we have to take care of them. And, yeah, a guest of the government, right? Yeah, you know, and, but they still have to adhere to the same rules. They just they do get a little bit better than than uh, regular inmates. Um, what are I guess I'm, I'm trying to struggle about well, like what we can we say. Got, is, well, is there like a high, like how high profile of a person did you have to watch? Was there ever a case where it's like a national news? Yeah, thing? like a national news. Sure, there's uh, uh, some of the East Coast Mafia guys. Um, some of the enforcers were were in our uh. in the WITSEC program. Um. <laughs> One that probably people might know. Sure. Yes, there's one who's very famous, perhaps, because I know South. So this is truly not to talk to you about it, but I know that a very famous guy was uh, busted for an ecstasy ring there. Yep, and he he was he was supposed to be doing under the witness protection program, not WITSEC. So maybe it's not you, but it was Sammy the Bull Gravano was under witness security. It was I read a big GQ um, thing about it, and he had an ecstasy ring with his son or something like that. Do do these guys get? In WITSEC, I guess. Do they get to call out? Like, I mean, how much of their regular life are they living? They uh, they get contact with their immediate family, but everything, every contact, their all all contact, their their phone calls, their letters, everything is screened through Washington D.C. Okay, and, and they give the the yes or no whether these guys can speak to certain people, and then huh, it's yeah, it's very it's under a microscope. And what level of security are they given? Or I mean, is there anything that surprised you about the program in general? It's uh, like just the the environment that they're in. There's no absolutely no contact with the regular the general population of the prison. There's really yeah. There's, they, like so, the regular prisoners have no idea they're even there. Or they know there's a witsec there. They just don't know who's there. Okay. Yeah. Huh. And then. Of the CEOs who are there, so let, let's say that that there is someone famous there. Let's say John Gotti is in your Witsec thing. You know, how do they pick what CEOs are there to make sure they don't blab that out? Uh, basically, you have to sign a uh, a disclosure and a, uh, a non disclosure. Non disclosure. Yeah. Okay. So, who is the most famous guy you've ever seen in your? No. <laughs> Disclose. Probably Sammy the Bull. Really? Yeah. For real? Yep. Um, oh my God! I'm there so was uh, <laughs> I'm so excited. A couple of uh, El Chapo's guys, um, uh, the brothers. I'm not going to say their Joaquin names. Joaquin Guzman. No, wait, that is El Chapo. That's El Chapo. Yeah. yeah. I know the fucking MF and, and uh, PF. Okay. Fuck yeah! So Gravano. So sorry, I got to talk about this because I very I love that shit. Sammy the Bull is a cool cat. Really? Yeah. What? He's so. A, I mean, he's an enforcer, but he's right. a nice guy. Really? When you saw him, so when you saw him, was okay, I've seen celebrities. I was on High on Mushrooms once, and I attacked George Clooney. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah, for real. I was, uh, when I attacked lived Attacked is, like, as you... Attacked more like he was walking amongst a bunch of paparazzi, and it was out of, there's a, a very secluded club called The Firefly in Studio City, California. Mm-hmm. It's on Ventura Boulevard. And it had, like, where it has all ivy on the building and has no logos kind of thing and yeah. black, but you go in and it's all, it's like very, whatever, big deal. 
I was eating a whole bunch of mushrooms, heroin, cocaine, and a whole bunch of shit that day. So you're feeling good. Oh, I feel great. I feel top of the world godlike. <laughs> and um, and that day, I had read in People magazine something about George Clooney being smarmy. And I just remember it stuck in my head, the word smarmy. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I was thinking of his Clooney's face and like, yeah, you know, he is fucking smarmy. Anyway, so I was like kind of joking about it that day. And we're driving down Ventura Boulevard. I'm ripped. And we pull over to go to the Firefly. And as we're walking up, I'm probably like 50 yards away. And you see all these paparazzi lights, like everyone taking pictures around this, you know, couple people walking. And I'm like, that's fucking George Clooney. I'm like, he's smarmy. So I run up there. And I mean, I, I was a disaster. And I piled through the paparazzi. I knocked one guy down because I hit him from behind. I mean, not on purpose. I was just so enthusiastic. And then I went. And I got to the middle, and it's fucking George Clooney. And, and I'm like, oh, my God, George, how are you? I said, I'm your biggest fan. I grabbed both his, like, both, one of his hands with both of my hands, you know, and I'm shaking it really hard. And I go, God, you sure are smarmy, George. You're one of the smarmiest stars I ever met in my entire life. Like, I was trying to talk like I was a 50s kid who meets Babe Ruth. We're very and, sorry, George. Yeah. Oh and and he really, he, he just kind of smirked and cocked his head to the side. I'm like, see, he is smarmy. You know, it was kind of very Clooney, son of a bitch. George. Yeah. So, so yeah. Anyway. And then you went to jail. No, God, they loved me for it in Hollywood. I also saw Denzel Washington, and he, whatever, um, he just liked me. <laughs> <laughs> and I worked at Prince's house. Did I ever talk about that? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because you didn't look at him. You were told not to look. Told at not him. to look at Prince's Can't face. Can't look at Prince. Yeah. No, but I worked on his video for Black Sweat in the art department. Oh, yeah. Kind of a the big purple deal. one. You're in the midst of greatness. Yeah, for him to be by me, I think it was a. Yeah. To be in Prince. Like, Prince actually says he got greatness. to work with Gabe Noah. That's right. On the set of this video. <laughs> so anyway, um, the fuck were you? Oh yeah. So when I've seen those famous, like it is surreal to some degree. Like I don't give a shit who you are. Bruce Willis was at Prince's party. I looked at him too, yeah, and I talked to Jude Law big time. Um, I had an argument with Jude Law about Coldplay, and fucking Wait, was history. He, was he on? Like, what the fuck side do you think I was on, motherfucker? I think you I were on Coldplay anti. side. No, fuck no. And history has proved me right. So, <laughs> so screw you, Judd. Fuck you, Law. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I Jude, whatever Jude. your name is. Hey, Jude. I got that Judd appetite for a second. music sucks. Um, but anyway, it is surreal. Even if you don't like the people, whatever. Did you have that experience with him? A little bit. I mean, you don't know what to really say to the guy. But yeah. then you, you, know, you kind of go back to the position... That's an inmate to your CEO. I would befriend him. I would be a dick suck. Yeah, just in case he gets out and you never need a favor. Fuck that, never, man. Right? I just want to hear the stories. I would. Yeah. I would just whore it out. I, I think I really would try to win him over, try to make him like me so I can podcast with him. <laughs> what What did your experiences with, with Sammy go? Like, I mean. He liked to tell stories. He like, did? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I suppose it's all he's got left. Right. Yeah, because yeah, he already ratted once, so what's another couple of times? <laughs> right. What are examples of stories that he told you? He's dead, right? I think he's dead. I'm, um, I'm quite think sure. So. Think so. Really? I'm quite sure he is. But I'm not um, positive. No, he's still alive. 73 years old. He's as good as dead. Born March 12th, 1945. I didn't say that, Sammy. No, of course not. Okay, he's going to come find us. Well, Sammy, it's total he respect that I said that way. He confessed to involvement in 19 murders. We could be 20. 2021. 
be good for ratings. It would <laughs> get a nice good bump in downloads. Yeah. Huh? Patreon, that ad money. Yep. Um, Bonus content. What's the story like? What's the first story <laughs> that Sammy the Bull told you? And how did you like? Did they tell you this is Sammy the Bull Gravano, or do they say like does he have a fake name when he comes in? They go by initials. Really? Mm-hmm. And how did you find out that it was him? Well, once you see the picture and then you read uh, their their history and whatnot. Okay. You know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of working with mafia guys versus other gang stuff? Like, I mean, do you have, are you like the white guy thing like I have where you have a little <laughs> bit of a affinity for it? Well, yeah. You, you, I mean, because. Even though you're a black woman. Normally you're dealing with, you know, just regular inmates who are in there for whatever. And then, you know, this guy comes in and it's Sammy the Bull. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, go did by you get the excited? Hmm? Like, I mean, you must have got excited oh, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Do, do you, can you call a friend, you know, no. that night? Or no, you can't. No, you That's can't. That's disclosure. Yeah. You can't talk about. And does he go by the full Sammy the Bull? Or like, do you just call him, what up, Bull? Or You go by his initials. No, but I'm saying like for him, like the other, anybody that he interacts with, like did he? Um, did he say try his... to make it known who he yeah. is, would you say? Yeah, everybody knew who he was as soon as he stepped on the on the floor. But but I mean, is that because he would sort of like push that, or just no his reputation? It's just his reputation, yeah, huh? And how did he start telling stories to you? What do you think he thought of you? I have no idea. He, okay, uh, he just came in. You know, he'll come in and sit in the office and and you know BS and start talking about. They can move around freely in yeah. Sec? Um Yeah, for the most part. I mean, at night they're secured in their in their cells, but during the day they're they're. Yeah, have access to their, the gym and the chow hall and everything else. Okay. I mean, and is their life, I guess, do they eat the same food as the regular prisoners? Um, for the most part, but it seems to taste better on the really? sex side. Yeah. Huh. I'm surprised. I'm so amazed that. Yeah, I'm surprised that they would the give bowl. them better food. I guess because they're helping out them close cases and stuff where they show a little bit of preferential treatment. Well, in... On both sides, the inmates actually cook the food, and on, on the general population, I don't think they really give a shit about how they cook yeah. it. And on the, the Witsec side, you know, there's only oh because the Witsec guys cook it for the Witsec guys, would yeah. you say? And there's a there's a, a lot a smaller amount of Witsec guys than, than there is general right. population. So how many guys were in a given Witsec place that you worked? Uh, seventy between seventy eighty. Okay, there's yeah. that many. Yeah. What's the so what's the best story that Sammy the Bull ever told you? Uh, I don't know. No, he must have a better like, one than that. No, I mean, like, like, did he tell you ever tell you about like killing somebody, or, or? Did he ever tell you about Gotti or anything like that? Yeah. You know, Gotti was a fucking pussy. If you really right. know, he would talk about. I mean, as far as him killing somebody, he wouldn't like come out and say, you know, he did this, this, yeah. and this. It, it'll. He'd always allude to. Um, I had a disagreement with this person, and it didn't end well. You know, things like that. Right. Um, and then, you know, he'd grin at you and you'd know what that meant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was... Did you like him? Did yeah. you say? Yeah. Yeah, he was a laid back guy. He just, you know, he was there to do his time. And Small? He would. Yeah, he's not that big. Yeah, 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. Wow. He's an intimidating fucker though. Is he really? Oh, yeah. That's interesting to me. Like, so, you know, you're around criminals all the time, obviously. What I mean is, does he stand out to you as far as his intimidation factor? Just I mean, obviously you know you know that reputation that he has. Yeah, and you know to 
to be sitting next to or across from a guy that's killed, you know, so many people. And basically, he doesn't give a damn about it one way or another. Right. He was just doing his job. Okay. So, I mean, it, does that intimidation come from your knowledge or does he also emit an air of... He doesn't, I mean, he's not, like, he doesn't try to intimidate you, but he, he has that persona where he's, he's um, he knows he's the, the baddest fucker in the room. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, knowing his history, when you know his history, then, yeah. Yeah. We had one that, that we won't really talk about <laughs> that much, but we sat with someone who was a fucking bad dude, you know, for real. And we've sat with, a, you know, a bunch of criminal types here and stuff, and, and, and that one really stuck out to me, just as far as where you go. Not that I was scared in the meeting or anything like that, but but to where you go, like, oh, I can just tell he's yeah. serious. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, without question. Yeah. And he's mad at me currently, and that's like, Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh. Right. Uh, <laughs> so you were talking with Sammy the Bull. Did you ever, like, as your relationship grew, was there ever a point where you, like, maybe made a joke towards him, and you thought that he might have taken it the wrong way, where you were kind of like, ooh, maybe I should have said that I to was Sammy always, the Bull? I was always on my toes with him, you know, and he would joke around, you know, and it was never nothing serious or anything like that. But, you know, from my side of it, I always... He's a dangerous guy, right. in a sense. So I always right. kept it professional, showed respect. Um, I'm you know. so bad at that. I would be so... I'd be such a <laughs> dick suck trying to make him like me. Oh, I hate myself already. Thank yeah, you. but then... Yeah, because like, then, then once he likes you, yeah. you're like, oh, what are you going to do? Like, kill somebody else, Sammy? And then, like, he, like, shoots his look at you or something like you. Or like, else he'd be the... You know, like, hey, how about... Uh, how about you give me a couple of fucking pills of ecstasy and I'm right. kind of bored all day. And like, yeah, I guess I don't get <laughs> Help Sammy break out of jail. Yeah. yeah. I think this should all go back to where it started, which is King Pedophile. Or <laughs> King Chomo. Do you have any of his literature for us to read? <laughs> I don't, but Could I did you save get some. I did save a lot of his uh, his uh, paperwork, his um, uh, information. Do you think there's there's any way you could get even a paragraph of it so that I could read it in a dramatic reading at the end of this podcast? <laughs> we'll see what I can do. I think we should. Even just if you give me the name, I'll Google it and find it. That is so great. Um. Tevin, is there anything we're missing? Any reader questions that, um, that, that we or uh, listener questions that I missed? A lot of surprise shout outs. Yeah, surprisingly, a lot of people asked about the rapes that happened. Um, a lot of rape stuff from our listeners. Did we cover that? Yeah. <laughs> it's well, uh, um, if it's consensual, it's really not rape, is it? Um. So what's the most wild consensual sex that you've ever heard? Like ever. Have you ever seen guys who just go ahead and bust out and go like, ah, we were straight, now we're in here, fuck it, we're a couple of you know gay guys, and now we love it. We had a guy who was, um, he was pretty flamboyant, you know, gay, uh-huh. and he would go around just offering blowjobs to any inmate. Really? You know, for commissary stuff or, you know, whatever he was wanting at that time. He and how was his uh, popularity? He was pretty popular. Yeah. But we had to, we had to ship him because he was, <laughs> it was, they were starting to fight for his attention because everybody uh. was like, the bell of the ball. Everybody's <laughs> wanting blowjobs, and he just didn't have that much time. No, just a Not enough mouthwash. That's just a um, so yeah, Jay Sari, Sari, S A A R I. Yep. Apologize if I said your name he wrong. Makes fun of my neighborhood. As, he makes fun of your what? My neighborhood that I live in. I don't know why. Where the fuck he gets off? <laughs> the bus wherever he lives. In that <laughs> he's, he's your neighbor. Yeah. Um, 
He wants to know as well as let me find the other person. Well, I can't find the other person. But anyway, have you ever had toilet wine or prison booze? That's called Pruno. No, hooch. The hooch that they make is the nastiest smelling stuff. And I don't know. How do we not ask that question? That's a good question. I can never. I mean, you know, I like a drink every now and then. Yeah. That stuff tastes like shit. Yeah. I don't know how they drink it. It's made in the toilet. Well, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And. So, it's terrible. No, no to that. Oh, and Craig Allen was the other person that wanted to hey, ask. Hey, the very funny that, Craig Allen. As well. As well as Craig Allen also wants to know, what's the worst homemade sex toy that you've had to confiscate? That shampoo bottle. Ah. Shampoo bottle. Because that had to be surgically removed. Jeez. Did, so before it gets to the surgical removal part, who's the corrections officer that draws a short straw that has to try and just pull it out? Or does anybody, or does he just say it's stuck and you say we take your word for it? it well, usually we try to make you know the inmate pull it out, and if he can't pull it out, <laughs> <laughs> pull it out of your ass, sir. <laughs> sir I'm going to ask, I'm going to tell, then I'm going to yeah. command you to pull that yes. shampoo bottle out of your ass. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just going to skip to command. <laughs> Start, take that out of your ass. What uh, what other kinds of crazy things have you confiscated? Uh, Shanks, uh, tattooing is a huge thing in, in prison, um, which is also why hepatitis is huge in prison, is because they... It's pretty big out here, too. <laughs> hepatitis yeah. B. Yeah, yeah they do a lot, of ta- <laughs> lot of tattooing. Um, Matt Fugat, Fugate? No, it's Fugate? Matt Fugate. Fugate. Very hilarious. Another comedian. That's great. Which, uh, which movie that you've seen shows the most realistic view of prison life? Uh, I wouldn't say a movie. Probably the, question, the show okay. Oz. The show Oz. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that one's got the most brutal rape. Well, it needs. <laughs> it kind of demonstrates how the you know the whole uh, society works in prison as far as you know the the cliques and everything else. Really? And, yeah. I mean, that was a great show. It was actually too bleak for me as a like a I was like in twelfth grade or something when it came out. It was just too bleak. <laughs> I love it now. Um, Brian Filippi wants to know, does the whole prison smell of balls? It reeks. <laughs> Brian Filippi, who actually, is this a guy who I used to go to high school with? He wrote some poem about that had the line, flies on my dick. Like, I have the flies on my dick. And I was like in eighth grade, and I was like, the f-? I, I just couldn't figure out what that meant. And, and I asked a teacher. And I, I was told I was too young. So Brian Filippi, thank you for <laughs> bringing that back. Um, Sadie Karen wants to know what do you think of the therapist and chemical dependency chemical dependency counselors, the treatment, and that people are trying to do in prison. Jesus Christ! Did you ever learn to read? Dude, well, she doesn't know how to type the full question. You know what, Sadie? Send us a full question next time that's proper English. And Sadie, I'm sure that that's Tevin's nope. problem. He was a, a highly decorated athlete and he never really had to fucking um, learn. That's half true. Um, what do you think about the therapists and like the people you work yeah. with in the prison, working with <laughs> that are say, helping the inmates? Yeah, yeah. My first impression of them is they love their titles. They love being called, you know, Doctor So and So. To me, you know, watching some of the programs uh-huh. that, that they, you know, they uh, go through with the inmates. I don't know. I, I honestly think their approach is way off. Uh, do you think they're just out of touch with reality? I think they're out of, they're taking their degree, you know, and I got nothing against degrees or anything like that, but 
they're going more of more off. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. <laughs> they're going more off of that, you know, than actually looking at the the human side of it. Okay. And yeah. I, I think they're out of touch with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're all fucking idiots. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just um, being an asshole. Yeah, and and going back to the uh, knowing anybody outside. So my dad is also a corrections officer in uh, Wisconsin, and. I had a kid that I went to high school with, like, hit me up one day and was, like, very casual. Oh, I saw your dad the other day. And I was like, oh, like, you saw him at the store. You saw him <laughs> out doing whatever. And he's like, oh, no, I just saw him in jail. And, like, like, oh, so you're in jail You're in jail now. We're just going to casually throw that out there. People are, yeah. people like, yeah, are weird about. Do you feel like that guy was it. trying to groom you, like, or essentially feel uh, you no, out with it, do you think? No, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. It, was, it was genuine. Like, I didn't talk to him in, like. I probably hadn't talked to him in six years. And oh, I'm sure life. he was just thinking of you. And he was like, no <laughs> way, Tevin, I went to high school. And my dad's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tevin, I see a bunch of kids you went to high school with come through here. Really? Yeah, it's, it's always it's really awkward. Would that be the shame of your dad's life if you had to go to jail even just for a little bit? Like that, I mean, how do you feel about that, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you, like, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if you have children, but if you did... I don't know. What is your view of prison in general? If you had a friend, if you had someone go there, like, is it just flat out tragedy? It is. It, yeah. The uh, God, it just sounds like hell over well, and over and over. And this show. goes back to our, our judicial system and everything else. There's guys that have murdered, are doing less time than guys that have, you know, sold crack. Okay. How? I don't know how even how do you justify that? Yeah, yeah. And you know, and then we go back to. You know, a lot of these chomos, yeah, King they're Chomo. the same person they are when they get out as the day they got there. Right. And they're going to go back out and they're going to do that. Do you think they should all be killed? Not killed, but taken care of. I mean, they need to be... Castrated. Yeah, Fingers something. Off too. They need to be... <laughs> Anything more, that can go in something. <laughs> they need to be closely monitored because... <laughs> yeah. it's They're not changing. Right. What about... Um, have you ever had an inmate in where, where like, you just go, this guy is innocent? Like, I mean, I know he's innocent. Where, like, where it bothers you, where it's hard for you to sleep? No. Because fucking I, cold motherfucker. You would, I mean, you'd have to know, you know, kind of know the person beforehand. Uh-huh. You know, and even the guy that I know that, you know, we grew up together, I know he's guilty. Yeah. He told me he's guilty. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. How often do they tell you that they're guilty? Quite often. Really? Yeah, most of the time. Do you think, really? you think mo- like, yeah. most of the time? Because to me, the stereotype is you never admit you've done it. Well, and a lot of guys, you know, that's the guys that take it seriously and want to get better, you know, and lead better lives, they'll, that's their first thing is they'll admit what they've done wrong. Okay. And, you know, that's their first step on to getting better. Have you ever heard someone admit something just really ugly almost to where you're like, just don't even, like, leave the details out? Some of the Witset guys are, are, are pretty gruesome. Um, really? Yeah. Like and, I mean, and, what kind of stuff do you you hear without? Probably, probably the worst one was this guy assaulted a, a pregnant woman, home invasion, and he he pretty much left her for dead, and he had no qualms about it. Just beat her and or like also sexually attacked her. No, or no just, not sexually, okay. but you know, they stabs. Um, Oh. He left her for dead, and it was it was. Um, There's no joke I can say to save no. this. I'm sorry. Do, do the Do you ever have anybody that if they're in there for one crime, but then they go like, "Well, they didn't catch me for another Ooh, crime." Yeah, 
that's something I, I brought up because um, I think it's something the prison system needs to look at. Um, I I can almost guarantee that there's inmates that have committed crimes, other crimes that they haven't been caught for, that they're only in for what they've been caught. Yeah. And, you know, it was a suggestion I brought up, and, of course, nobody heard me. Nobody even wanted to hear it. How often do you get involved, you know, I mean, in a sense, in the... Um, you know, the inmates that you work with or whatever, like, you know, do you ever get that itch to like investigate stuff? Well, and see, and a lot of the show that would be a big thing for me. I think. And I, I probably wasted a month worth of work. Um, cause I kind of got consumed with it cause you know, dealing with that chomo and then it was right around the time where, uh, the Jacob Wetterling thing was starting to, to heat back up where they, yeah. they were looking at that, the asshole. Um, so then I started looking at a lot of our guys who were in there for that. And I, I went back and I looked at crimes in the areas that they were living in at that time. And yeah, there's a lot of missing kids, a lot of missing young girls from those, those days. Yeah. And I don't think they were properly investigated. Right. And, you know, I try to suggest it, but nobody's hearing it. Yeah. And you're the second guest we've had on. Cause we had the guy that, um, was talking about the girls in Duluth that get put on. Oh ships. yeah, it was terrible. Uh, yeah, sure. One yeah, of the worst stories that I've heard. Yeah, it, it's, it's like there's just so many people going missing. You can't. Four thousand girls have gone missing from Duluth in the last like whatever thirty years or something, yeah, and, and vanished without a trace because they go onto those ships, and they elude jurisdiction, and then basically, and they're like native girls who have no money, no fan, you know, no connections, mm, yep. and they just it's kind of becomes no one's problem in a sense. And it was just, it's actually one of the shames of my, uh, when I, uh, doing this job that I did not like, I had like the guy told us that and I basically just breezed right by it. It was like early (laughs) in the show and it's like the most amazing, you know, to where you you go, how is that not on the front of every fucking newspaper in town? Yeah. You know, but yeah. Is that, so do you have, and, and I'm sorry if this is way too forward, don't have to answer obviously. Do you have a history with with child abuse like that? Like, I mean, is that a thing for you? No. Um, it was a horrible. What's really bad though is, <laughs> is I remember the day when Jacob Waterling was kidnapped. I remember where I was. I remember I was um, at home. We were living in uh, up north at that time, and I remember coming across the TV, and that whole thing has kind of consumed me. Um, there's a guy I also work with. He was working on the reservation, uh, northern Minnesota, when uh, Leanna Werner was kidnapped. She's okay. a little four-year-old little girl, went missing one day, never seen again. And he was there to, um, he was part of the search party. He was an officer up there. And so he and I had talked about it a lot, you know, and we kind of kind of got going with this about, you know, how we should do some research. And then, Yeah. Um, you know, even to make COs sort of, a, I don't know, to have some investigative arm at that level has got to be, I mean, is that what you're saying yeah, about that definitely. kind of? Yeah, definitely. Because we're the ones that, you know, we see the inmates, we see who when they are. When their guard is down. Like this, this, um, the asshole that I, that I severely dislike, uh-huh. I know he's molested other kids. Yeah. You know, they found, um, the first time I, he got busted, I think, they found uh, 200 uh, discs with child porn on it. You know, so you know he's been trading Holy online. fucking shit. I'm just amazed at child porn. discs. Amazed Filled at with it. how this... And he thought he was smart because he must have got tipped off that somebody was looking at him. So he takes these these discs, puts them in a bucket, and puts them on his neighbor's property. Well, his neighbor comes across them, 
looks at him and then turns him into the cops. Well, the cops figured out, you know, this where this guy's living, obviously it must be him. Right. Because the neighbor had nothing, you know, nothing to look at. So, and to me, it's just, these guys aren't investigated enough. They're not, nobody's right. digging into them that deep. Yeah. Because I think, I'm almost positive there's more to them. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I yeah. think that's just, I mean, that's, uh, we interviewed... Um, a, just a great lady who who was who was a prison therapist for um, sex offenders. Yeah, sex offenders, and it's like even she, who's on the front lines working with them, is basically like, I don't know if you can fix these guys. You know, like mm-hmm. I mean, very matter of fact, and just that it's if you're that way, it's pretty hard to um, you know overcome it. I guess you know whatever it is. This guy was actually um, the one that I was investigating. Because, you know... Is he out now, this guy? I, I think he is, yeah. He he violated, he got sent back to a prison in Illinois, and then I think he got out. And as far as I know, he's still out. Okay. But um, he was living in Minnesota at the time Jacob Waterling was kidnapped. And so I pulled his address. He was living actually in northern Minnesota. And I tried to talk to a, a guy at work who's got an FBI contact. I'm like, hey, just reach out, have your FBI contact, look at him. He's like, no, that's not, there's nothing there. Which, yeah, there wasn't nothing there, but right. why not look at the guy? Yeah. Oh, for but, sure. Yeah, and especially coming from, it'd be different if it was just a random tip, but if it's somebody that, oh, I worked closely with him, this is something yeah. I really think that he could have done, it might be worth your time to check it right. out, you'd think they'd at least shake a couple branches and see And also to out. think you guys see, in a sense, who they really are more than any investigator ever would. Yeah, and this guy, I mean, obviously he had a he had a, a thing for little boys. You know, Jacob was, I think, 11 when he was kidnapped so why not look at the guy um how do you feel about people that are in prison on weed charges like do they get treated any different or like does there like because is there any where like guards maybe sympathize with them or like is there anybody that's in prison that you're like yeah you shouldn't be here for the charges like no i mean we look at it you know and yeah i mean you got busted with weed or you're transporting weed whatever it's a joke charge i mean yes it's against the law and you're not supposed to be doing it but to do the amount of time that they're getting sent to do, yeah. that's, that's a waste of taxpayer dollars. Yeah. What's the um, like lowest charge you've ever seen? Like, has there ever been someone in prison where you go like, what? They, they put you in prison for that? Yeah, there was a guy who, uh, it was some, some white-collar um, fraud type thing. But it wasn't even like a huge dollar amount or anything. And he's doing five years for it in federal prison. Like 3000 bucks. Yeah, it was a minimal amount. Well, thank you very, 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 very much. Count those varies. Is that six? I don't know. But fucking thank you very much. Really had a great time. And uh, with this fucking parade of misery yeah. that you <laughs> But no, really, I, I just, I love prison stuff always well. Yeah, and especially coming because you're rape and around chomos and it's like you're seeing the worst of humanity. It can't be a fun can't makes us look experience. good. Yeah, it makes us look great. And what, uh, oh, what's the biggest pair of tits you've seen on somebody on the job? Uh, there's a, there was a uh, transgender that came in. He had a pair of double Ds. Double Ds, nice. ladies and gentlemen. You heard Bought it here first. For. Hey, I'll never forget this moment. Thank you very much. Thank you. I had a great time. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. I don't know why that would do that serious ending, but it was fucking really fun. So, All right, that was our episode. 
thank you guys very much for listening once again. Um, thank you to Carmelicious. Thank you to Tor. Um, uh, come check out our studio. Live show coming up. Patreon. T-shirts. To anyone who listens to this, whoever listens to the outro, if we do a share, where like if you share your favorite episode. How about we do, uh, if they rate us five stars on iTunes. Yeah. We'll say like the first 10 people to send us a screenshot of them rating it five stars on R- iTunes. We'll rate send it a- and then share your favorite episode. Jeez, you're asking a lot. Right I now. am. I'm, I'm Free t-shirt. Share your favorite episode. Rate us if you haven't already. If they listen this long, they've rated already. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But do that. Send us a screenshot. We'll send you a t-shirt. That's a reward for listening all the way to the end. Good night. <laughs>